Hey, welcome back to the Live Revised Podcast. My name is Christy Browning. I'm a motivational and inspirational speaker, author, and coach. And today's episode is rather entertaining as I talk to you a little bit about what it means to set the world on fire. But the lesson I want you to learn out of that comes from an interesting experience I had when I set my vacuum cleaner on fire. So stay tuned for a little bit of an entertaining episode today, but packed with some good lessons. Hopefully you can learn and apply to your life. It was a regular day, nothing special, nothing that would have told you that the events that I'm about to share with you would have happened. It's still a day that I look back on with slight amount of horror Uh, but my family laughs about, and it is the day that I set our family vacuum cleaner on fire. (laughs) My mom and dad were in the process of selling their home. I was in college. They saw that the rest of us were getting older and would soon be moving on. And so they thought, Hey, you know, maybe we should consider downsizing a little bit or, you know, looking at a different home. We should put our house on the market and just see what's out there. My mom was headed off to work that day. There was someone coming to our house to see the home and my mom says, Christy, could you please be a deer and straighten up the house so that it's all ready for the showing? No problem. I can handle that. In the process of all that, my dad had built a fire in our living room uh, fireplace and my mom specifically said, you know, make sure everything's clean up in the living room. I just had your dad clean out the fireplace so it doesn't smell like, you know, a lodge in our living room and a, and a campsite. Uh, but, you know, straighten everything else up, run the vacuum cleaner, get it all ready to go. So everyone was gone. I was at home by myself and I really wanted to do a good job for my mom. I really wanted to make the house look the best. And so I was vacuuming the living room and I was on my hands and knees with the attachment, just really trying to do the best job I could. And I was vacuuming around this big brick hearth that we had in our living room. And I was on the carpet vacuuming around it. It wasn't like I was up in the fireplace. So I had no idea that I had somehow sucked up a little stray hot ember that had worked its way into the vacuum cleaner. Now this was back in the day when vacuum cleaners still had bags that got full that you had to pull out and empty, not like the canisters now that you just dump in the trash. So when the little amber got into uh, the vacuum cleaner, as you can imagine, give it a little bit of time, give it a little bit of air, and the vacuum cleaner caught on fire. Now at the time, I'm in the house, I'm vacuuming on my hands and knees, the vacuum cleaner sitting behind me, and I just smell a burning smell, like something doesn't smell right, but I am just on my hands and knees going to town, and as the smell got worse and worse, I just happened to look over my shoulder, and I noticed that the vacuum cleaner was smoking. Now, at this point, I didn't realize what I had done. I just thought that our vacuum cleaner was on the fritz and we were having some massive technical malfunction, uh, but that I knew if it was smoking that bad, it was probably going to catch on fire and there would be flames. And I just knew I needed to get it out of the house. That was my main thought at the point of that crisis. At the time, I didn't know it's, it's plugged in. Do I like throw water on it? No, I can't throw water on it because it is an electrical thing. So I can't throw water on it. So I just need to get it, pick it up and run it out of the house. Looks, that's the only thing I knew to do. 
And so in a panic, I grab the vacuum cleaner and I run to the living room through the kitchen to the back door until I realized that I didn't unplug the vacuum cleaner. And so in like some cartoon scene from Tom and Jerry, uh, the, the yanking of the cord in the wall knocks me on my back. Vacuum cleaner goes over my head, uh, kind of lands on the kitchen floor and flings dust and dirt and smoke everywhere. So now all of that work I just did to straighten the house is totally undone. I scoop up the vacuum cleaner, this time unplugging it, run it out to the side of the house outside so that it could be out there. And if it catches on fire, it catches on fire. But at least it wasn't in the house. I did a really quick job of cleaning up all of that mess that I created, making sure things looked good, and headed out for the showing. Now, before I left, I didn't make sure everything looked okay. Like I didn't leave things undone. I wanted to, you know, give this home the best pre pre presentation that I could. And so the lady comes, she shows the house. I'm off you know, running a few errands around town and I come home, everything looks fine. The vacuum cleaner is still sitting in the side yard. I pull into my home, I go inside, they're gone. All is well until I hear the faint sound of fire engines coming closer and closer and closer to my home until it seemed like that they were like in my living room. In essence, they were in my driveway and they were there because the agent who had shown my parents home saw that the vacuum cleaner was on fire and called the fire department. Now ladies, you may actually want firemen to show up at your house but not for a vacuum cleaner fire. Let me tell you, like it's one thing to have um, some hot men or firemen to show up at your house, but not for a vacuum cleaner. It's rather embarrassing. Uh, but not one, but two fire trucks show up and uh, they're there to put out the vacuum cleaner. And when they realize that it's just the vacuum cleaner, they literally take my parents' garden hose and put it out with my garden hose. So here, just think of this, these two big fire engines with all these big old firemen and their fire get up and garb are standing in my driveway on the side of my house, my parents' house with a garden hose in their hand, putting out a vacuum cleaner. Now that was embarrassing enough, but then I had to explain to my parents what happened and that was even more embarrassing. Uh, and they've never ever let me live it down. It turns out after some investigation work, my parents found out that once the vacuum cleaner was outside, there was enough air movement outside that it did actually cause some flames to appear. And that's what sort of made the agent a little concerned and decided to call the fire department. Fast forward many, many, many years later, I actually was a real estate agent for a short time. And I think about the crazy things that I encountered and I still tell stories about the crazy things that I encountered as a real estate agent. So I'm pretty sure that my vacuum cleaner on fire story probably is still in that real estate agents like bag of stories that she tells people about her experience of being a real estate agent. But that truly, absolutely hand to God happened. And it is what set me on this idea that I am not a domestic diva. I'm not. I'm not super gifted when it comes to cooking. I have zero talent when it comes to decorating or housewarming or any of that 
domestic stuff. It's just not my thing. I don't enjoy it. I'm not good at it. It is not where I thrive. And it's certainly not my gifting that inspires anyone. In fact, if there's a night when my husband isn't here uh, and my stepson realizes that his dad's not here to cook dinner and he asks, what are you ordering? He never asks, what are you cooking? It's always, what are you ordering for dinner? Because he knows that me cooking dinner is so detrimental to everyone's health and is not going to be good. And I am not talented in that. Whereas my husband, super talented, super gifted when it comes to cooking and anything in the kitchen, that's his domain. And I am a-okay with that. I, I'm a-okay. We have come to the agreement that he cooks and I clean. And I do enjoy cleaning. I probably am not the best at it, but I do find some therapy in cleaning the kitchen or cleaning up the house. But when it comes to all the other things domestic, no way, not happening. Martha Stewart has nothing to worry about. Uh, I have zero ability to like run a house and run it well. My sister, on the other hand, is the opposite. She is God's gift to all things domestic, like cooking and cleaning and decorating and cute crafts and being a great mom and all of that stuff that's like right in her wheelhouse. And it is not mine. And I've had to learn over the years to be okay with the fact that my skills and my gifts and my talents are totally different than hers. And it's okay that we're different and we bring different things to the table. So I want to share with you from my experience from a burning vacuum cleaner, <laughs> what lessons you can learn from that and maybe from your own experiences to help you see the ways that you can really set the world on fire in your way with your skills and your gifting. Because that's really what we have to offer to the world, right? It's not about the things that we can try to be or places we can try to fit in. It's really learning how to be uniquely us so that we can have the greatest impact. So I realized early on that domestic things were not going to be my special gift to the world. I'm not great at hosting parties. I'm definitely not a hostess in general. Um, not the decorating, domestic, cutesy, kitcheny, gadgety type of person. Just not me. It's not who I am. And like I said, my sister very much like that. Uh, and she's amazing. She just posted on Instagram uh, this like seven day process of making sourdough bread. Like who knew? And of course she did it and it comes out looking like something from a magazine. Had I done that? Oh my, it would have probably sent all of us to the hospital. Um, just, it's not my thing. Right. And so for us, we recognize that we're not all alike. We all have different skills and different talents and different gifts. And while we know that so many times we don't act that way. We try to be the things that we're not. We try to fit into areas that maybe aren't our natural skill set. We try to, you know, Pinterest all the things to look like maybe the next door neighbor or another mom or another wife. We try to show up at the workplace and be like the person in the office next to us. I mean, this was even things that we would do when we were in school. And we tried to look like, act like, talk like other people because we wanted to fit in and be cool and be with the in crowd. I will never forget when um, spiral perms were all the rage, right? In the 80s, 90s, it was like the thing. Everyone was trying to have the spiral perm and the big bangs. And 
<laughs> my sister, talk about differences, has stick straight blonde hair. I have naturally curly hair that on any given day, there's no telling what it's going to do or how it's going to look. But she wanted to have the spiral perm look that everyone was going for. And so my mom decided that she would give a give her an at-home perm. And this was back in the day where you could go to the drugstore and buy the box perm with all the little curlers and you could give yourself your own perm. And I think we may have even went to my grandmother's house and she helped with this process. But we, we did the spiral perm on my sister. I begged my mom, begged my mom to give me a spiral perm too. And she kept saying, Christy, you already have curly hair. You don't need a perm. Like you're good. But I wanted to look like everyone else. I wanted to do the same thing as everyone else. I didn't want to be different. And so she gave me a spiral perm and that spiral perm, I think I just got rid of it. Like it lasted forever in my naturally curly hair. But I was so determined on being like everyone else that I kind of diminished that what made me already special, already made me unique, already gave me my own look. And uh, yeah, I really fought for the spiral perm. And my sister, her perm came out like everybody else's and she totally had the style, not so much. In fact, one of these days, pictures of that horrible, horrible experience will surface and they'll provide lots of entertainment for those who get to see it. But sometimes we have to recognize that, you know, we are different and we don't always show up in the same ways at the same places and in the same things as other people. And it's okay. And again, we know this mentally, we know this, but we don't always act that way because we're so anxious to measure up or look like or act like the ideal that we have in our mind of what a good mom is or what a good wife is or what a business owner looks like or a corporate executive or someone in our church or a Sunday school teacher or a community leader. I mean, take all of the hats that you wear and all the labels that you could have and pushing to look a certain way in those different roles that you, that you hold can really be taxing. In fact, I think it's when we start to morph into what we think is ideal or what we think would be the perfect version of that role, of that label, that we start to lose our own identity. And if we try hard enough to fit into the mold, all the things that make us unique, we lose sight of it. We no longer have it. I remember being a young adult and really trying to be the mom of all moms, the wife of all wives you know, the superstar, young couple, young woman, young executive. And I pushed hard in all of those areas to do that because I thought it's what would make me great. It's what would gain me the biggest applause and the most approval and would really satisfy myself and my identity and who I wanted to be. But every time I pushed farther and farther into that, I left and lost a part of myself to where 10, 15 years into you know, adulthood, I had zero identity. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what my talents were, what my gifts were, the things that I was created to do and how I was supposed to show up for the world. I never, I didn't know that. I lost track of all of that. And it was all because I had shoved myself so hard into trying to fit the mold. And that mold was never mine to fit in. See, if we really want to set the world on fire it's with our own flame. 
it's not going to be with somebody else's and it's not going to be in the same way that someone else chooses to do that. That's what makes life so beautiful and the world so amazing and all the things that need to get done or need to be created in the world. That's how it happens because it's not going to be on me to create all of the fantastic meals because I can't cook. It's not going to be on me to create the greatest masterpieces that hang in the finest art galleries because I can't draw a stick man to save my life. But it may be me that changes a heart that inspires you to create or you to show up. It might be me that takes a stage and commands an audience, but it might be you that is the mom that can love on a child and make it feel like they're the only one in the world. You might be the friend that is amazing at listening or the nurturer that makes people feel welcomed and loved and appreciated, that gives them a safe place to grow and learn. That may not be me, but it may be you. And that is how you best serve the world and best set it on fire. It's your flame, not mine. When we talk about blazing a trail, I love that whole word blaze because it means lots of things, right? Blaze can mean fire. It can mean like setting things on fire. It could be, uh, you know, creating your own trail as you move forward. I like to move to morph all of those images to me, to mean, to me standing there with, uh, a flamethrower and like blowing out anything in my, in my path to move forward where I want to go. And think about the power in that. Like, that seems really unstoppable. And I think, man, if I bla literally blazed that trail, I can move forward. I could take the steps forward, but there's no reason to blaze a trail when someone's already created that, right? It's The trail is already there and it's paved and it's perfect because I'm trying to follow someone else. There's no need for the blazing part anymore. And isn't that the excitement? And isn't that the like exciting part that we want to jump on board with that we want to be known for? It's not being the follower. It's not laying down and just giving up and choosing to do the same thing someone else is doing. It's the people that show up that do things differently, that are unique and passionate are the ones that are remembered, that are significant, that create great legacies, that change the world. And isn't that what we're looking to do, at least in our way, in our, our small way, in our small part of the world, whatever the world may look like for you? It's about uncovering our unique aspects of who we are and what makes us special and choosing to put them on the highest display for all to see. It's our strengths and our gifts that become what make us who we are. It's what identifies us with other people. It's what allows us to stand out in the crowd because there's only one you and there's only one me. And there's a reason for that. If we didn't need what you had to offer and you didn't need what I had to offer, why would we be here? One of my friends used to say all the time, if two are the same, one is unnecessary. And so that's why we aren't the same. That's why we are unique. And even in our own families, we're unique. And even though we may be blood relatives, we're still unique. My sister and I, I swear, separated at birth somehow because we are so polar opposite. We are both uniquely our own individuals. And when we've learned how to just be okay, that she's going to be a stay-at-home homeschool mommy that just like feels so compelled and so purpose-filled to be that, 
while I'm so compelled and purpose-filled to be an entrepreneur and to be a speaker and a writer, that's so different than her. That is where we serve best because her kids need her to be the mom she is. And my audiences need me to be the speaker I am. And we're both uniquely crafted for those roles. So what is your role? And how are you uniquely crafted to show up in it? Because the skills that you have are not by accident. And the things that make you unique or powerful or bold or different are not by accident. I guarantee that if you took those and identified them and could put them in their own little bucket, and then you also incorporated in a separate bucket your passions and the things that light you up, that leave your heart beating a little faster and a little harder, somehow those buckets could be poured out together and the skills and the strengths and the talents and the giftings that you have could show up and match up with the passions and the purpose and the things that really, really inspire you. See, that becomes magic. That becomes magic because it's using the tools you've been given to craft a life that only you can craft and show up in a way only you can show up. The problem is, is that we experience a lot of frustration and a lot of friction when we try to go and be something we're not, or we try to develop weaknesses that are never meant to be strengths for us. My family definitely feels frustration and friction when I try to be a good cook. It is not my skill set and it is not meant to be my skill set. I can follow every recipe, I can follow every ingredient and every instruction, and it's never, ever, ever going to be as good as my husband's. It's never gonna ever be as good. And I will have to work harder and strive more and stretch farther to do something that is so easy for him. And that's not to say that we shouldn't do things that are hard and we shouldn't push and grow and, and try to reach a little farther, but it does mean that there are some things that just are not us, that are just not ours, that's just not meant for us to naturally excel at. We talk a lot in this world about confidence and self-esteem, and especially in the circles that I run in, I have lots of women ask me, like, how can I have more confidence? How can I have better self-esteem and feel more uh, self-worth and have greater value in who I am? The, one of the biggest things we can do to experience all of that is to become really comfortable and really bold in saying, this is what I'm good at. This is how I serve best. And this is what makes me unique. Because in that, when we show up in those ways, doing those skills, executing those talents and using those gifts, it becomes really easier for us than maybe it would be for someone else. It allows us to shine naturally. It allows us to thrive. And man, talk about a confidence boost. Talk about making you feel valuable. Talk about significance and purpose and how that drives self-esteem and self-worth. All of those things go hand in hand. You can't have one without the other. So I wanna challenge you, wherever you're at, whatever your age, wherever you live geographically, whatever you do with your time, whether you work a job, you stay at home, you're retired, you're an entrepreneur, it doesn't matter. Wherever you're at, whoever you are, whatever you do, I want you to make a commitment that today you're going to spend some time and start a list. This is not something you're probably going to do in one setting, so keep it handy. 
And I want you to write a list of all the things you know you're good at. The things that are talents and skills and gifts and strengths, just start a list. First of all, writing that list down is going to make you realize that you are capable, that you are strong, that you are talented, that you are unique. And that is a great revelation in and of itself. But then you'll also be able to start to, sh to see how you can show up with those skills and talents and gifts. And you'll start to recognize how that maybe serve an audience that's around you or your family or your community. And then the next step would be to act would be to do it, to show up in that way, to take the things you've discovered about yourself and approach the day saying, how can my skills show up here today? How can my gifts improve somebody's life today? How can I take what I'm good at and help it to build someone else or to light the way for someone or inspire someone or encourage somebody? What is it that I'm about? What is it that I'm uniquely gifted with? And how is that going to be a tool for someone moving forward? How do I uniquely show up to set the world on fire with my gifts and my skills and my training and my know-how? What's my strengths? And how do I move more into that than to focus on all the things I'm not good at and to beat myself up on the things that I'm weak in that are not my strengths, that are not my natural gifting? Because in that, that is where we get stuck. That's where we find frustration and friction. That is where we feel not confident, where we see more failure, where we find that we're not as successful. But the flip side of the coin is where we shine. And I want to encourage you and challenge you to start looking for that in you. Ask people who know you best, what do you see in me that's unique, that is really cool, that's a gifting and a talent and a strength that I have that, that maybe you don't or that you admire or that you pick up on? Because I'm really in this self-discovery phase and I need to know how I best show up for the world. I hope you were inspired by today's video because here's the thing. I have had the luxury of going through a lot of stuff in life to chip away and flush to the side the things that are not meant for me. Before, when I tried so hard to be a domestic diva or be a really great stay-at-home mommy or to be this like culinary whiz in the kitchen, I felt so out of my own skin. It didn't feel natural. It wasn't who I was meant to be. And when I stepped into who I was meant to be, while it was so different and unique from anyone else around me, it felt like I had come home. And there's some courage that it takes to, to do that because it meant for me going against the social norms. It meant not looking like anyone else in my family. And the path that I followed looked like nothing anyone else I knew had traveled down before. But then I remembered how empowering it feels to blaze my own trail and to light myself up with the things that I am great at doing and then finding out how it impacts others and knowing that you have a hand in making this world a better place. So I wanna inspire you to do the same because we are not here by accident and you are not just a flippant creation that just showed up. You are here for a purpose, you have a plan and there is a reason that you have breath in your lungs, that you have life in your body and that you have the gifts and the talents you were given to give. So let's explore them. Let's find them out. Let's uncover them. And let's start to take steps forward into them. Because you may have what I very well need right now. 
And if I got what you need, I want you to come get it because I'm here to give, empower, and encourage, inspire. You hear me say this all the time. And it's not just a flip it mantra or a flip it tagline that we use around here. It is truly who I am. And I've uncovered that to allow me to step into this space to, to really invest into you. And you have the same opportunity. It may look different. Chances are it probably is going to be different, but whatever it is, it will be uniquely yours and something that we really need from you. So don't be afraid. Step out today. And better yet, I want to hear what it is that you're uncovering. I want to know what it is that you're discovering as far as those talents and those gifts and those strengths. So pop in the comments and share it with us. Let us discover that together and to cheer each other's beautiful uniqueness on together. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode. I really love our time together here on the podcast. I can't wait for what we have to come in the next month. We have some amazing episodes recorded for you. But in addition to that, we have some amazing interviews coming for you as well. So not only will you get to hear a little bit from me, but you're also going to get to hear from some amazing folks that I just feel like have a lot to share with you. So uh, now is the time to make sure that you subscribe to the podcast channel and then tell a friend about it because they need to be in on all this goodness too. So like it, share it, tell your friends about it, subscribe to it, and let's just make this party bigger and share even more encouraging, empowering, and inspiring stuff to change our world, to change our lives, to find more passion and purpose and possibilities in our everyday. That's it for now. We'll catch you back here next week.